0: Okay, I'm very angry. There's a couple things that made me very angry today that I would like to just rant about. The first one being Hong Kong. This is an absolute travesty. It it is the tragedy of 2020 outside of the liberties that are being taken away in the name of a virus uh, that has a 99 plus percent rate of survival. However, the two are completely intertwined. Hong Kong was the story of 2020. The world was watching Hong Kong on a daily basis in the beginning of this year. Obviously, they were in 2019 as well. Uh, Hong Kong has a very special history. I I invite you to please look into it, research the history of the country and, and its rule under the UK and China and everything that has gone on in the past few decades and understand, learn enough to understand what these people were fighting for and how long they've been fighting. They were fighting. They, they still are. But the world had their eyes on Hong Kong in the beginning of this year. It was the story of 2019, and it was going to be the story of 2020. And then a virus came out of China, and the world took their eyes away. And honestly, the world just turned their backs. They forgot about Hong Kong. They forgot about the people there fighting for freedom. The people there were begging the world and the United States to get involved somehow or at least express their support for their fight for freedom. They were waving American flags. They were asking President Trump to acknowledge them. And taking to the streets with a great deal of danger staring them in the face... It was a true display of a people fighting for their freedoms and their liberties, and the world turned their backs, and now Hong Kong is gone. It's over. It's done. With the, um, basically the removal of these legislators, it's over. China has taken over Hong Kong. I mean, it has been doing so over the course of, of years, but this is basically the death now. China has done so with no repercussion. The U.K. is talking about maybe some sanctions, but, you know, people tried to get legislators from Hong Kong into the U.N. to plead with the U.N. to please help, and the U.N. didn't allow it. They completely ignored them. They didn't even want to hear it. Why? Why? Well, with a little bit of hyperbole, China in many ways rules the world. They have such a large economy, although there's many problems with their economy, but they hold so many strings and so much power in these world organizations and even in dealing with singular countries, and no one had the guts to truly stand up for the people of Hong Kong, and it's gone. We've lost it. A light of freedom has gone out. Sounds like hyperbole. I, I know, but it's, it's true. And here, on the other side of the world, lockdowns. Again, these two are completely intertwined, because it was the virus that came out of China, or wherever, if that upsets you, okay. It was the virus that the powers that be are overlords in government, state and federal, and around the world locked us down, put restrictions unheard of, a lockdown which, by the way, as we've discussed, has never been tried and never been even suggested with regard to managing a virus. All of the top scientists suggest doing a strategic approach with regard to age and those most vulnerable and allowing the rest of everyone to live their lives in order to achieve herd immunity, which will then make the world safer for those who are the most vulnerable. This is what all of the papers, all of the studies, and all of even the uh, health organizations globally have always suggested that we do. And we're not listening to that. We're doing something totally different. Now, it seems as though we have a new president. Uh, There's a lot of people who are denying that, or in denial about that, or fighting that. Now, I am all for uh, making sure that uh, any voter fraud is brought into sunlight. That's extremely important, and I have argued very loudly that the Republicans are going about this all wrong, or, or the Trump supporters are going about this all wrong. They need to not make it about Trump. It can't be this almost childish denial of, no, Trump is the president, Trump did win, he, he won huge, blah, blah, blah. That's not going to win any hearts and minds. And the goal of anything should always be, uh, caveat here, you're not going to give in on, on principle. I don't want you to think that I'm coming from some extremely pragmatic place. But the goal, while standing in principle uh, and being true to yourself and your cause, is to win others over so that, you know, y- your side becomes more powerful And can then accomplish more. So what they should be doing is taking Trump out of the equation, not even making it about Trump whatsoever or Trump winning. They should just be generally focusing on whether or not there is fraud. We need to find out if there is fraud. No one wants fraud. Uh, It's a threat to our quote-unquote democracy. So we need to weed this out and find out what happened for our, again, air quotes, democracy. And and they need to take this general approach— in order to, because I believe that there was fraud on, on what scale, again, we should find out, and that should be the opinion of everyone. You know, again, if, if you don't want to find out if there is fraud because the fraud might have been done by your side, well, guess what? When it's done by the other side, you can't really say much, can you? Again, when it benefits you, when the power benefits you, this is the problem with people who um, just look to the presidency And when their guy is in power or gal, they love all the things that they do and they want them to use their phone and their pen. But then when the other side gets power, uh uh-oh, we can talk about the need to uh, decentralize and make it so that people care a heck of a lot less about the president. But I don't want to get too far off track here. So we have a new president. Let's just say we will have a Biden-slash-Harris administration, whichever name comes first. And there were a lot of people who were contemplating um, whether or not COVID would basically disappear after the election. The thought process was, and I don't fault them for this, even though I strongly disagree. Um, I'll tell you why. But the thought process was, okay, the left is using COVID and the response to COVID and what President Trump says about COVID. and, And it became completely political very early on of course which is just an absolute travesty for our national health liberties etc and just the truth but it became political all of a sudden the right was anti-covid in other words COVID isn't real or you know anti lockdown you know all these things and then the left was of course pro-science and we have to do everything we can and just wear your damn mask and all of that stuff and so the left And rightfully so, I said to a buddy of mine back in either January or February, if Trump doesn't get on this COVID thing, it can take him down. And it is part of, I think, what took him down. Not necessarily that he did, well, I don't want to get into what he did wrong and what he did right, but certainly the communication was very poor along the way. But so because, you know, anyway, people thinking, okay, once Biden takes over, COVID will just disappear. Why? Well, because the left is using COVID right now to make Trump look horrible, and then they'll get elected, and then they want to look like the heroes. And so all of a sudden, um, you know, the data will look better. All of a sudden, they'll come out with a vaccine or whatever it may be, which, you know, kind of is happening a little bit with regard to that, because magic announcement about the vaccine here just a day uh, or two after the election. But that aside, the argument was, okay, what happens after the election if Biden is elected? Does COVID just go away? And it's, it, it, it's a reasonable argument. Okay, I understand. Like, yes, they're, they're using it to make the other guy look bad. And then once they get in, well, they don't want to be failures. So then all of a sudden COVID will go away and then they will look like saviors. However, I think that was very, very foolish because they can accomplish so much more if COVID and the crisis stays they can accomplish so much more when it comes to the grabbing of power into the federal government from the states in the vein of an emergency, a crisis. We want to never let a crisis go to waste. And, and they stand to gain from continuing the narrative of how dangerous it is out there. And you have to listen to us. Uh, and and that's, in, that's the way that they are the saviors. Um, we are on the side of science. We are going to speak seriously to you. We are going to be careful with this, and we are going to keep you safe, and this is how you stay safe, and you, and you need to listen to us. They're going to be, you know, Papa State, which really is Nanny State. And, and they stand s- to gain so much more from that than just simply saying COVID is over and being the heroes, because then after that, well— we got three more years, or I mean, really, four more years of presidency. Um, and now all the eyes are, are off of COVID, and, and we've let this crisis slip through our hands, and we haven't taken full advantage of it. Now that they are the ones who are governing, and to what extent they can, will depend on these runoffs in Georgia with in the Senate. Uh, but now that they are governing, now they can actually start to take real advantage of the crisis and and the fear that they are spreading. And along those lines, we are now seeing private companies come out and say, you will not be able to conduct commerce with us without having either a negative test or a vaccine. And this was something that people were saying was going to happen, was going to be the goal way back in, you know, March and April. And at that point, a person like me says... Yes, that, that, that's totally possible. That might be their goal. That might be some people's goal, and it might not be some people's goal. There's, 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 you know, there's always a million shades of gray. There are some people who are believing that they're doing what is right to protect people, and there are some people looking to take advantage in order to gain more power and more wealth, and a million shades of gray in between. And so somebody like myself back in April or something when somebody would make such a prediction – I'd say, yeah, that might very well be, but it might never really come to that. I can see how we can get there. There's a lot of steps before that that I'm, I'm very worried about. And, yes, we have to be uh, conscious of it to make sure that something like that doesn't happen. Well, we're here. We're here. You know, it, it's just announced that Ticketmaster is looking to put a policy in place where you either have to prove that you have a negative test via your phone, uh, I think, you know, probably within the last 48 hours before the concert, or you have to prove that you had a vaccine. This is nothing short of, let me see your papers. And it's only going to spread. The lockdowns are only going to spread. It's not going away. It's the exact opposite. We've already seen announcements in, of course, California and New York and even Ohio. You know, curfews, shutting down restaurants at bars earlier, and it's only going to get worse because now they have the cover. They have the cover for two reasons. One is actually three reasons. One is the Biden administration who, you know, I, I saw somebody. Who was it? Goodness gracious. Was it Virginia Woolf? Author who has uh, spoken or, or written books on, on liberty, pro-liberty, tweeted and, and my goodness, I, I guess I have to go back and make sure that it wasn't a, a joke, but I don't think it was, that if she had only known that Biden was pro-national mask mandate or pro-lockdown, she wouldn't have voted for him. Are you kidding me? How many times did they say that? How many times did he say it? So the Biden administration, again, is very clear that they are pro-national mask mandate, which is just beyond insane, and uh, pro-lockdown if need be. That's the first reason that now governors have the green light, because they know that they're going to have the backing of the federal government and the power that the federal government holds. That's a whole other thing, which I've made a a, a note of, or a point of, which is whenever the government is involved, they then hold the power. So there are a lot of people with a lot of very good intention. Um, Who want to help people and they see the government as a way to help people and so they look and they say, okay, how do we make the world a better place? Let's ask the federal government to give funds to this effort and that effort um, and that way we can, you know, help such and such people or we need to keep people safe. So let's ask the federal government to regulate this and that and that will keep people safe. Well, when the government, whether state or federal, are the ones who are giving you your licenses, basically giving you permission to do whatever it is that you want to do—personal life or or in a business—and um, when they're the ones who are providing you the funds in order to do what it is that you want to do, providing funds to people who have become dependent on the government uh, through food or whatever it may be that they're receiving. Well, when the government then comes and tells you you have to do something or else it's going away, you comply. And so, no, maybe there is not an immediate threat when the government comes out and says that they want some new program, they want to get involved in some new way, and it's all to help whatever it may be or keep whomever it is safe. Maybe the threat isn't there at that moment. But you have to gain this perspective that when you let them in the door, then they hold the strings. When you are dependent on them for funds, they can say, do this, or else you don't get those funds. When you are dependent on them for some licensing, they can say, do this, or I take your license away. And we've seen that here in Pennsylvania. Uh, months ago with the Wolf administration and with businesses. When businesses wanted to remain open, they threatened them. Basically saying, well, we will take your licenses away so that you can no longer legally do business. That is a horror. That is an absolute horror to people's freedom. That needs to be kept in mind. Okay, so one is the reason the governors are now feeling free to go back into lockdowns. One is the Biden administration. The other one is cases. Oh my. Cases, cases, cases. We have, as I have stated, a PCR test that the the inventor of, one of the inventors of, uh, although he is now passed, previously said that you you can't use it this way or it becomes absolutely useless. You're going to have basically a a toss of a coin. It's going to be 50-50. You're going to have 50% false positives. Um, You have other people that use this test to... Map the genome, etc., who are saying the same things. You have many, many scientists. Again, for the love of Pete, whoever you are, never say listen to the science. Science is not a singular block. True science, in and of itself, is naturally always changing. That's what science is. It is always investigating. There is no set science. That's not science. That's doctrine. That's dogma. It doesn't matter what side—I don't care what side you're on. You can never use science like that. Also, science needs to be taken off of the pedestal because what is science made of? It's made of people. People are fallible. Science is part of the culture. You have people that are biased within science, naturally, because people are biased. And so it can't be put up on some kind of pedestal. That is a very dangerous, dangerous path. Anyway, you have these tests— that are creating huge amounts of positive cases, 50% of which could probably be thrown out. And of course, this can get back to even before these rapid tests were being used, there were so many um, deaths that were uh, attributed to COVID where the secondary test either came back negative or, or never occurred. And so if you want an actual counting of the deaths that actually came from COVID, you need to first look at the comorbidities because we have never, never classified deaths from a virus in this way before this. And you need to actually look at this secondary test to make sure um, that that person actually did have COVID, COVID and then that they, we can claim, we can say that they died from it, not simply with it. Because there are a lot of people that are also going to test positive that have a very small amount of virus in them. They, they had it in their body, but it wasn't actually affecting them in any way. Or it was far from the primary cause of death. Anyway, cases shooting through the roof. Please, whoever you are, do not look at cases. At most, look at ICU numbers and deaths. These are the important numbers. And look up graphs. You can look up graphs of cases and deaths in, in any state. And what you'll find is cases are shooting through the roof. Deaths are basically not even moving. And you say, okay, well, there's a two-week delay. Well, we're already two weeks in and more to these giant increases in cases because of these tests, and deaths are still not climbing up. And and you you look at Florida. You look at different places that opened up, and they said, oh, you're going to have however many deaths. I mean, obviously, we talk about Sweden all the time. You know, you're going to have 100,000 deaths by this time, and that time passes, and they have 4,000. But they just totally and completely ignore it. It's it's like we don't even go back and we say, hey, wait, that was wrong. What about that? Why were we so wrong? I mean, just like the very models at at the beginning of this that said that by now we should have a couple million deaths here in the United States, and we're very, very, very far from it. The model was completely wrong. We based everything that we were doing off of that model. We never go back and say, hey, let's, let's, let's take a look at this. What, what did we do wrong? What, what have we learned? It's just fear, fear, fear. Going back and looking at things, that is science. The people who say, listen to the science, they're doing the exact opposite of science. They're saying, I've decided what it is now, and months later, they haven't looked at a single other set of data. They're not looking back. It's, it's the opposite of science. So you've got the Biden administration. You have an increase in cases. And you also have winter. The dark winter is coming. And I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see the flu numbers, because uh, flu was almost eradicated this year. And I'm not going to come to a conclusion that, oh, well, all of these COVID people actually had the flu, because that's one possibility. But there's another possibility that because they're, ve- they're very similar viruses, that there's an interaction in the body that basically COVID protects you from the flu. That is a that is that is another scientifically completely possible scenario. So so we don't want to again just jump on. Oh well, they're just calling all these COVID or all these flu cases COVID. We we still don't know yet, and we have to humble ourselves. But we have the winter coming. Winter is coming. Oh gosh, haven't heard that in a long time. Uh, I guess we need to make some make some memes. Oh yes, some memes. Winter is coming. Except the guy's face is uh, uh, you know, coronavirus. Ah, okay. Somebody's going to make that way before I can, and I'm going to not get any credit. Anyway, the idea that the lockdowns were going to go away was so incredibly foolish. You have to get the big picture. You have to think about what these people stand to gain and what they're looking to do. And what they want is more power over you. That is what they want, okay? Um, there are very few people in government who don't want more power. That is one of the primary reasons that people go into government, is to tell you what to do with your life. And this is the perfect opportunity to tell you what to do with your life. And in fact, Dr. Fauci came out, and he said, uh, what did he say exactly? He said, America has a fighting spirit, but they just need to do what they're told. How incredible. You just need to do what you're told, citizen. Told by the people who rule over you, apparently, who know better. This is the nanny. This is ridiculous. People need to do their own research, come to their own conclusions. If you need to start from scratch, start from scratch. And boy, there is, there is so much data out there. Look at the data. The data shows across the world that lockdowns do not work. In fact, sometimes they may make it worse. We can't say that necessarily for sure, but there are prominent, prominent doctors, uh, scientists who are saying lockdowns can actually make things much worse. Listen to them, please. Do your own research. Any graph that you look at that actually has the data of when a lockdown occurred, what happened to cases, what happened to deaths, there is not a single one that I have come across from any state and any country that shows that a lockdown was helpful. So why in the world would we do that? I am in favor of listening to, quote-unquote, the science, although I am completely not in favor of using that phrase because there is no the science. There is a gazillion different sciences, and we need to look at all of them and take them all into consideration, consider their sources, and do our best to whittle through it all and find out, to the best of our ability, what is reality. Lockdowns don't work. They have never been used for a virus in this way. You have doctors and, and scientists, scientists from, uh, from Harvard, from other very esteemed institutions from around the world, thousands of them that are screaming at you if, if you look at it, if you care to research, if you care to listen. Let's stop this. I mean, even the WHO came out and said, you know, we shouldn't be doing lockdowns, but nobody's listening to them now. We have to listen to the scientists until the scientists don't say what we want them to say, and then we just ignore them. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Just ignore them. You know, again, hey, this model said that so many people were going to die if you opened up Florida or Sweden or whoever. And then we get to that point and, you know, uh, (laughs) ah. Like, like 2% of that number actually died, and we just ignore it. Completely ignore it. Part of the reason is because we have about a three-hour attention span these days. And it's very sad. It's very sad. Anyway, Hong Kong is very sad and devastating. Please, if you haven't been paying attention, because it's not as though it is over... You know, I, I spoke in, in a bit of hyperbole by saying Hong Kong is done, it's fallen. That, that, that's true, but of course it's not over. This still has to play out. It's going to be playing out over the course of months and really years uh, as, as China completely takes over Hong Kong, as it has been playing out over the course of years. This is nothing new. Lockdowns are coming. Please, please, educate yourself. If you agree with me wholeheartedly, You still need to educate yourself so that you can communicate with others. It can't be about being right. Being right does not change the world. Being able to communicate with other people, meeting them where they are, humbling yourself, getting rid of your ego, not making it about win or lose, meeting someone where they are, and having enough in your pocket so that you can communicate with different people in different ways to try to get them to see what's happening and why the the road that we're going down is so dangerous. And you're going to see more companies coming out and saying, if you don't get this vaccine, you cannot engage in commerce with us. Whether that's concerts or maybe flights and transportation, it's going to start snowballing here. And we need to be aware. We need to be educated. We need to be able to communicate humbly. And we need to resist We need to resist. Again, it's not just a mask. We need to be able to resist. And we need to start now because it's only going to be getting worse. If if you're not going, I mean, with everything going on, if you're not resisting now, when are you going to? Because it's only going to get harder to resist. If you don't resist when it's easy, are you really going to be able to resist when it's harder? The other thing about ...government having power... ...is it not only... ...dependence on the government... ...but if you don't have the means to... ...take care of yourself... ...the funds at home or in your bank account... ...food and water... ...whatever it may be... ...if you just simply don't have the means to live on your own... ...then you'll do what you're told. Being independent is so important... ...for you and your family... ...and it's very important... ...to keep that in mind... When there is not a threat at the door, because when there is, it is far too late. So if you don't think anything going on right now is necessarily enough reason to resist to protest, but you know if if such and such happens, yeah, that'll that'll be a step too far. I, I don't agree with that. That's like not preparing at all until someone is at your door. And at that point, it is far, far too late. Don't let it get there. Start resisting now.